welcome everyone to another episode of Four Layered Cake. Tonight, today, we will be reviewing the last episode of season four, episode 10 it is, and it is called Loki Lost. Mm. I'm your girl Kiki. I'm real found, <laughs> but there are some people, these characters were not so much, so. It's me, me, me. It's your girl, Mel. It's your boy, Marcus, a.k.a. Rashad Brooks. Man. Justice for Rashad. Justice for Rashad. Okay, guys. So we made it to the final episode. And uh, I feel like we are very intuitive people. And we are, <laughs> we can see what's going to happen. So, uh you know, uh, we, I will ask you each kind of how you thought of the whole episode without kind of giving away some of the spicy details. Um, did you enjoy this episode as, you know, kind of our finale for season four? Did you feel some kind of way? Was it not enough, a little too much? So like, how did you guys feel about this episode overall? Um, it was cool. I think, uh, we all saw the pregnant. Oh, I'm not supposed to be giving stuff away. <laughs> it don't matter now. It don't matter now. <laughs> well, we, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> we all saw something, um, coming. We kind of all saw that coming. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it felt like set up for next season, I guess, you know, just drama to come. Um, almost in a way that I don't, necessarily feel like Insecure has done before per se. I'll have to go back and like rewatch every other season finale. It um but you know it was cool like um I for one well I'm sorry I'm about to give away something else. Let me let somebody else talk because obviously I'm struggling with the <laughs> giving away I feel, like, I feel like it's okay to let the cats out of the bag at this point because like everybody knows what's going on. I just was not I didn't want one situation to be resolved as easily as it seemed to have been. And I can't say that it was like, we left it, we left it with it seeming to be coming towards some sort of resolution. And I'm just like, uh, no, I'm still in my feelings. I'm still mad. No, don't meet yeah. with nobody. So yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Ethiopian spice, not the place. Bye, Bye guys. <laughs> <laughs> Kiki, what do you think of it? Uh, there was a large part of the episode where I was unsatisfied and didn't care, and there's like a waste of time. Mm -hmm. um, so, which was, I, I could have done without like two, 15 minutes of this episode. Yes, I concur. I concur. And I'm sure we can talk about the same 15 minutes. Okay. <laughs> so, um, My notes will reflect but, that. You know. Is it the same 15 minutes that the real could have done without? Hint, hint. I'm going to jump in here. I'm going to jump in. We, we, um, it is can. not just that part was 12 minutes. I could have done without that 12 minutes. Uh, looking for Tiffany, I, I would have much rather been looking for Latoya. I would have much rather figured out, like, did we find Latoya? Like, I was much more concerned about that than lo looking for Tiffany. Um, but I could have done without that. I could have done without 
um her going to the barbershop i mean you know so there were like bits and pieces where i was like eh okay i could have done without all right aka what you talking about um i said i said like this Issa, princess natasha please bring us on because we could have wrote this whole goddamn season ourselves this podcast could have wrote this season so that's the first thing the second thing i Okay. I know y'all feel like y'all can do without those 12 minutes. I appreciate them highlighting those 12 minutes because postpartum depression is real. Like a lot, a lot of mothers really suffer from that. And they mm-hmm. like, they, they, they feel like they're, but on top of having the baby and feeling like they can't be there, they like, they're, they're no longer an individual because mm-hmm. they're lacks to the baby and the baby's so dependent on them that they're kind of losing themselves. So I appreciate the like highlighting that and it, dedicating twelve minutes to it because it was it's needed. Uh, I feel like on other television shows, it's it's glossed over or it's over it's overly dramatic. This was more grounded and real, and I appreciate them doing that. And I don't care that it took 12, 12 or fifteen minutes; it was needed. But they didn't take twelve minutes to talk that's, about that. Yeah, they that took my twelve minutes on a stupid scavenger hunt. They only yeah. really spent maybe two minutes actually yeah. talking about it. They never actually. The rest of they, the time. They were, we'll, spend, was, we'll yeah. get to it because I got. We'll get to it. We'll get to, but yes, um, uh, Marcus, a.k.a. I definitely. Yes. What you, I 100% agree that everything you said about postpartum depression. I do not have children. I've never had a child. I have been with friends and family members who have had postpartum depression and seen you know, seeing them go through it. Um, yes, it is important. We need to listen to our, our mothers. We need to support, they need support systems in place. And, and the parents, not just, not just the mothers, the dads go through that, you know, too. They, if you're a brand new parent, you ain't never been no mom or daddy before. So they're both going through it. So yes, I definitely agree with you 100%. 100%. Um, and I also agree with Kiki because they, they actually did not address the, the reality of uh, Tiff's situation during this episode, they addressed running around in circles or running around LA where I would have, if you're going to address postpartum depression, I need dialogue from the person who has the postpartum depression, which she literally said two words. And I was like, oh, okay, that's, oh, all right then. So it, it just, it, they didn't go far enough. It, if, they, if you're going to go there with something as serious as postpartum depression, fucking go there. Like don't dance right. around. Don't play around with it. Go there. Get her time. I don't know what her contract's looking like, but we're gonna need a little bit more dialogue written on the fact that this is what's happening. So, sorry guys, that's my my dog part. Um, so yeah, I. But going, we're gonna get into that. Uh, my feeling about the episode is I actually liked the episode, um, most of it, uh, minus a little bit of the middle, and I thought it was a good ending to this season. Um, I feel maybe a little bit different than most people. I did not think this was the best season. I feel like this season really could have been five episodes with the real content that they wanted to have, like the the real conversations really could have been five episodes. Um, I think there was a lot of filler for, for me. There wasn't enough of the main characters. There were too many tertiary characters or new characters that popped up. Um, I didn't need to see Tip's mom or whoever that lady was. I don't know if it was her mom. I, I don't know who that lady was, Gloria. Um, <laughs> so I just feel like there, the main characters, if I get that they're doing other things, but they are a part of this story and they're the ones that are a foundation of the story. So if either you explain that they're not there for a reason um, or you write, or they just need to go, but just having these ran, a lot of randos this season didn't really vibe with me that well. 
Um, this was not my favorite season. I thought there were some uh, beautiful episodes. Uh, the happy, ep low-key happy was my favorite episode of the entire series. Um, so yeah, I, I thought, I thought it was a good episode to end, to end it, but yeah. I, I wish they would have gone there with postpartum depression and really had that conversation because it is important um, to have. So yeah, a little bit of everything. So let me get into it so we can go ahead on and uh, tell people what we did and did not like. <laughs> um, so uh, the episode kind of kicks off with Issa and Lawrence at the farmer's market. They're just happy, you know, it's a cute day. You know, I just love them, you know, looking at them together on screen. So yeah. Um, you know, they're kind of going around and, uh, talking to each other and Lawrence is like, I got the job, you know, in San Fran. Um, and Issa was really excited and he seemed really excited. And then Issa says, yeah, San Francisco, the windy city. And he was like, <laughs> no, that's Chicago. She was like, no, Chicago's a chilly city. Cause it snows. Y'all, I fell the fuck out. That was the funniest thing. And he was like, did you go to school? Like, right, right. <laughs> no, <laughs> like, what? But San Francisco is windy, though. It is windy. <laughs> it is windy. They both windy and chilly. <laughs> Chicago is pretty chilly. <laughs> but uh, that was really, it was a cute, I, I feel like that's what I appreciate about this show is because I started watching Issa um, on the internet being the Issa D character uh, with Awkward Black Girl, that it just, she is that person. And I, and I don't know if this is who she really is. I've never met her in, in reality. But it's just those little those little pops of her personality that come through and the funny the funny um, the funny moments. So I love that part. Um, and then she's open, which I was just shocked by. She was like, "Yeah, I would I would move there. You know, I would I would move, I would think about moving from LA because she's so Los Angeles focused, which was really nice. And I feel like it just showed that she's just becoming so much more open um, as a person and mature. Like you know, I I'm happy with you. If that's where that's where you're gonna go and build your life, I want to be a part of that. So. I thought that was really cool. Um, We're going to get to that later. And he we did directly say that he was happy with her this episode. He did. Oh, he God. did. AKA, he did say it. I, I have a question. The, yes. the, big, the big plot twist that comes at the in, end of the episode, do you think Lawrence knew in the opening scene about it? So this is my thing. I feel like there was a writing mistake and, or editing mistake made because... So me and my friend, um, Kimberly, we don't watch the show together. We watch it at the same time and we text each other. And when it came on, I text her. I just said, I don't like Lawrence's energy. He acting real shady. He looking down at the floor way too much for me. Like that make me nervous. Like what, what you do? Why are you looking at your shoestrings when you need to be looking at me? He was, his energy was off. And I literally text her like, he moving my spirit right now. Like he moving in my spirit the wrong way. And she was like, wait, what? At the beginning so, of the episode? Yeah, he no, didn't he know about the, the plot twist, though. At, at the beginning, I don't think he knew about the plot twist. I think at the beginning, it was, I have to now tell mm -hmm. her that I'm leaving. It read to me like he had a secret that he was trying to, that he didn't want to tell her. Is, and I was like, he, is he, what is he hiding? I was meeting, like, what is he hiding? Why is he acting this way? He's acting really weird. Yeah, like, and, like he just didn't seem as excited as you would think somebody would yeah. be. That that had the type of news, and that your because he was like, had yeah, to I'll leave. Go with you. I'll go with you to Chili City. Like I, I don't know. Okay, have you all ever been in a long distance relationship like that? Yes. Nope. Yes. So okay. kind, kind of sort of kind of sort of, but yes. But you, I would, no. but Marcus, you've been in 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 what they're what the relationship that they're talking about. I feel like you 
and your current relationship exactly. really was that because your your partner traveled so often. Exactly. So that's that's what I'm saying, kinda. Yeah. But we were more, yeah. we were more established in our relationship by the time she started to do that. Okay. I think I've been in a relationship where we were solid and then I left. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I left. And that is a hard conversation to have because you don't yeah. know how the other person is going to take it. Like you feel like they're going to be supportive, but you're not sure necessarily mm-hmm. like how they're going to feel. So there is some trepidation about like, do, am I going to do this? Because it wasn't a, it wasn't a discussion with Issa of should I take the job or how would this impact our relationship? Lawrence was taking this job regardless. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, I am going. He was leaving. Yeah. Yeah, he was leaving. So if he is leaving, it has been hard to tell someone, like, I'm out. Because yeah. you don't know what you don't know what the other person's gonna say. And their relationship right now is still pretty fragile. But so I mean I get that, but he but he was acting weird. Like he he had me feeling some kind of way after she told him, like, I'm open to even going with you. Like that's, and I'm like, why are you at his energy was off to me after she was like, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, I may move to with you. Yeah. I'm happy with you. You're happy with me. Let's be happy. Like, oh my gosh, let's hold hands and go to San Francisco, Chile city or the windy city of San Francisco. So you thought the editing issue was like, maybe they filmed that. Maybe he shot that when he was giving her the pregnancy news and then they like, over yes i feel like they may have shot that at the same time and he was kind of still in that headspace he played that scene so fucking well when he found out the news and i'll bring that up like when we come a little bit later he played the shit out that scene i ain't gonna lie he did an oscar i don't know what they what they give emmys golden globes i don't know what they did (laughs) i think Issa did a good ass job um i was like oh oh, we're gonna get to that we just said the whole thing was the whole okay. that, the way they shot that. We gonna get to it, but the way they shot it was hot. It, it was you. It was per, it was perfect. I thought that she was hot as hell. I was like, oh, I got this. I got. It was hard for me to type, but I was like, okay, we gonna explain. I'm gonna explain this back and forth. But okay, we got that level of maturity. There were, at the beginning of the episode, there was such a level of maturity and growth. Yeah. By the end of the episode, that had been shot to hell. We'll get to it though. My we'll point to. of view. We'll get to it. Yeah, she's way more mature than me because I'd have been okay. Um, so, uh, <laughs> so then, uh, so so that the end of the scene that kind of ends. So that they, they are just at the farmers market. Then we cut to Molly and Andrew at Molly's firm. I guess they're having kind of a, a little event. It looks like a happy hour or something, where they're you know open bar and she and Andrew are having a you know kind of a fun time, um, and kind of she's pointing out the different people in the office and they're kind of joking with each other. And one of the, her colleagues comes up and is like, you know, introduces himself to Andrew. And he's like, Oh, after this, we go on to so-and-so. And And, uh, so Molly was like, okay, cool, 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 cool. But you can see Andrew's energy was really off. He was, you can tell he just just seemed kind of tired to me, like kind of how you are at the end of the week where you're just like, fuck, I just want to go home and and just get in the bed and put on my pajamas on and watch insecure. Like I want to be out here with these people. I don't know, drinking no alcohol. So, uh, he, so Molly was like, oh, well, do you want to go? And he's like, uh, you know, not really, not super want to go this thing. And she kind of was like, oh, well, you know, I really want to go. And so he reluctantly agrees to go to this after party type of thing. Um, but we don't see what kind of happens after, you know, at this after party. But you, 
it, it just showed you again that his kind of feelings were put on the back burner because she wanted to do something. Um, and I didn't really know how, again, like you guys, I told you, I'm, I'm not a very good relationship person, clearly. Um, so I, <laughs> I feel kind of, I feel kind of bad for both of them, but, uh, so he is, he kind of agrees, which, you know, I don't know. I don't know if you guys feel like he should have just been like, no, I'm ready to go home, put your foot down, or you just, you know, support your partner and say, oh, okay. Even though, you know, you really want to go home. Um, I don't know. Man, I, I feel like they, they feel like they in an arranged marriage and <laughs> they, just, they don't want to be there. At least Andrew, Andrew, like, mm. I really don't want to be here. How did I get here? You're not supposed to be here. How did we get here? We're not supposed to be here. How did we get here? How did we get here? We're not supposed to be here. Um, I would go. I think I think that was okay because she kind of tried to compromise and give him a little something for going to the next location. Like that wasn't as egregious. It the problem was when they got home. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna get there. Okay, we don't get there when they get home. Okay, we gonna hold on, hold that thought. I want to talk about when they get home because okay. I'd have been like, you, you again. I'm not very good, and I I don't I like to do what I like to do. So I'd be like, well, you have fun, bye. Like I'd call the lift and be like, see you, see you at the house. I've been right. episode twenty of looking for the joy. Dumb, dumb, bye. And Mel is dumped. <laughs> so that's kind of how it goes. Um, so, uh, we don't kind of see after they, you know, leave the party, I guess they go to the next location and we cut to Issa, uh, goes by Nathan's shop. And the last episode we found out that Nathan and his friends got the money together to purchase the shop. So they have their own barber, barber shop, which is really cool. So he has a space in the back that he was like, you could use, you know, for an event or different things if you'd like to. So she came to see what was up. She did her little side visit and he, they go to the back, um, and Nathan basically apologizes uh, for kind of saying negative things about Lawrence uh, on the episode prior and basically, you know, lets her know that he still has feelings for her and that it's okay. You know, once she f he found out that she was back with Lawrence, it kind of messed with his head because they're kind of in the friend zone, but he really likes her. Um, and then she says, you know, if it's too much for you, then, you know, if it's too much for us to be friends and it's okay if we can't handle it. And um, as we found out last episode, he's going, he just found out that he's bipolar. So he's dealing with a lot of emotional issues on top of having some mental health um, issues right now that he's trying to work through and, and learn. So I felt this scene was just kind of awkward to me. Um, I, I don't know. I just, at the end of this scene, I felt like, why are we here? Why, why is Nathan even in our final episode? Like where, where are the writers trying to take this? I don't, I didn't get it. It didn't make sense to me. I don't, I don't think it was needed. I don't, and it's, I was just like, this can't end well. Like I, black lady shrug, the shoulder shrug emoji. This I can't end like well. that, that, I feel like that, that's another point of tension there putting in place for next season. That's why I was like, this finale to me. Just set up. It felt like set up in a way that I don't remember other um, insecure finales being. I'm not saying that that's bad or whatever, because like I said, I hate to keep bringing up Game of Thrones, but we lived through eight seasons of that. Like the last episode was always set up for the next season. So, you know, I just feel like that's another point of tension they throwing in there. Nathan trying to shoot a shot. Um, whatever, whatever. But we, but we got that in the last episode with Nathan trying to shoot a shot. So I, I felt like we didn't necessarily need this part of them 
in the barbershop. I feel that way after last episode. I felt like, no, like, to me, last episode ended with him trying to shoot his shot and then she being like, no, I'm with Lawrence, blah, 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 blah. Done. um, Done. Right. And so I thought he was kind of like done with it. But like this episode, I'm seeing he's kind of like, you know what? I'm just, I'm still, I'm going to let you know how I feel. I know you were Lawrence, but hey. So that's what I feel like he's trying to snake in, in there. You, you said he's going to Frisco? You, you that motherfucker who call it Frisco? Is that what you saying? Okay. Let me snake back up in here. Right. But I could have got that. We could have got that scene at season five, episode one. Like, you know, she kind of left them at the house where he's moving and stuff like that. And so, I mean, I mean, I didn't hate the scene, but it wasn't like necessary. It wasn't necessary. I didn't, I don't know what, it didn't make any sense to me. He was looking real cute though. And I, I mean, I know he'd be protesting. So I'm, I'm, I'm All the time. a little bit on uh, our friend, uh, even though I think he's shady, but I, uh, he was looking good, but all that, with all the brown around, and he got his little brown shirt, little pretty Don't eyes. try to join the Nathan, the fine ass Nathan club now. Don't do that. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a fair one. I'm gonna tell you that right now. <laughs> Not cute. <laughs> Marcus, did you have anything to say? Nah. Um, I mean, I understand where y'all are coming from. Where that scene wasn't necessarily necessary. It was more of like a a more drawn out statement when he said, like, from the last episode, where I I need you in my life. I want to have you in my life, even if that is as a even if that is as a friend. So I can understand what you feel like it's not necessary. Yeah. Well, and I feel like when you are going through mental illnesses or kind of health issues and you're trying to figure things out, like being in a relationship with someone who's in a relationship with someone else can really impact you in a super negative way. He, I mean, he's just now realizing and finding out about his, um, about being bipolar, like that this could really hurt, hurt him in the long run. So that's kind of how I felt. I was just like, I don't understand. Like, I don't know. We'll have to see what the writers have for next season. But I did not like. I did not like the scene. I didn't. I, I didn't understand. I did appreciate like the grown. It, that, I, the scene was like grown folk shit. Like grown folk shit. Communication, growth, all of that. Like mm-hmm. every everybody in that show. Everybody in the show was acting like a grown adult, except for Molly. Except Molly. <laughs> except Molly. <laughs> she trying, y'all. She don't know what's Man, going. Whatever. Low key. Half <laughs> ass trying. Whatever. Okay. So now we're going to get to the scene to the scene because, um, so now, you know, uh, Issa and Nathan kind of are like, okay, they agree to be friends and just friends because Issa is not, you know, ending her relationship with Lawrence. Um, and they kind of have a funny little, uh, ending because at the beginning Issa told, she was like, oh, you have a lunch closet? Like, I guess when she was with, I got y'all, she ate in the, uh, like the janitor's closet. She ate lunch and, and, and breakfast there. So that was kind of cute. Um, with the, uh, And I like to call out to, uh, to um, I got y'all too. I, I also couldn't, when she said that, I couldn't do anything but think about um, that office they gave Ryan on um, the office in Dunder Mifflin that time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that closet. <laughs> okay, the Ryan office. The Ryan office. <laughs> So that was cute. Um, so I get until next season. Until next season, uh, Nathan probably is going to be. He knows he has a part of the contract for season five. <laughs> then we cut back to now. Molly and Andrew have made it, you know, through the work event and the after party event for work, and they're back at Molly's house. And 
Um, they're just, you know, kind of getting back um, to the house and relaxing a little bit after a day of drinking, hanging out. And Andrew just wants to watch Looking for Latoya, you know, you know, like all of us trying to dodge all the pre all of the, you know, the podcast and the information. He was like, I haven't been spoiled at all. So I'm excited about this. I'm getting on the couch, I'm gonna put my feet up. And Molly's like, uh, I just really want to take a nap. Like, it's been a long day. And he's like, oh, okay, um, I'm going to watch the show. And she has some kind of feelings about it. She was like, don't watch without me. At this point, your boy just kind of breaks. I'm just like, oh, this dude really, really, he over, over, over it. Mm -hmm. And he basically is, um, you know, he's like, I do everything you want me to do. I, you know, I shower when you want me to shower. We do everything you want. <laughs> you know, he, I mean, he, it's all of it starting to come up because damn, you don't put suppress this stuff over and over again. He says, it's always about you. You know, he's like, you, uh, you never let shit go. He's, I mean, he, now he's bringing up stuff from the past as well. Cause he hasn't let that go the slight with his brother. Um, he's like, <clears throat> sorry guys. He's like, I'm over it you know, that you keep kind of bullying me basically is what he's saying. Um, and Molly just, she doesn't get it. Like she doesn't understand that she just keeps saying words and she never puts them into action. So he's basically done like, damn, we do everything you want to do. I do everything you tell me to do. We go everywhere you want me to go. I shower when you want me to shower down. Like I'm tired of this. Enough is enough. Um, and in my notes, I put, uh, you know, they both bring up and hold on to things because he brings up like you hold on to everything you always bring up oh shit dude you doing the same thing so <laughs> you well know, they didn't resolve it it never they, got resolved they never resolved it and now you have so, all this hurt you carrying around all this it's like you have a backpack with like all of this negativity and you're just like weighing you down and all he really wanted to do was watch you know looking for latoya you know i mean you could have got on the couch and put your pajamas on and just when it just watched it, I was like, "Damn! All you had to do was just put your pajamas and watch fucking like, little toy, dude. Calm down." Man, so the Erica Badu bag lady. When Andrew dropped that he head, when Andrew dropped that head, all I heard was a, uh, you know how the beginning of that K camp, come on real slow, be, it be soft. Amen. Cut that bitch. <laughs> I was like, that's, <laughs> all I, that's all I heard. I was like, I see it coming. It ain't nothing to cut that bitch. <laughs> Woo. Um, side note, somebody played that at a wedding reception one time. That shit was the funniest. She was like, is this really appropriate <laughs> for the wedding reception? <laughs> no, no. I just heard, I just heard Marcus being like, bitch, uh, you, it, it ain't gonna, you about to get life fucked up. Like, that's all I kept saying. I was like, oh man, this hey, about to go Bravo, man. Andrew, bravo, Andrew. Bravo, I know. Andrew. I was like, finish her. <laughs> <laughs> but he did it so kind. Like, he was still kind with, with her while he was doing it. He was, was kind like, of oh. mm -mm. Yes, he was still kind with her. Like, okay, you know, I'm done. And she didn't snap. He just, stated his case and she had a problem with that my thing with molly and i said this in the last episode the beginning of the season she wanted this man to express how he was feeling and to know him and when he does then he can't get a word in she does not validate anything that he says so <laughs> yeah we're over you she Bye, want to hear his thoughts and feelings on things as long as they align with hers i mean yeah. duh <laughs> Every, you That's can't be in a relationship. You can't right. be a you can't be selfish and be in a in a healthy relationship. That's the compromise is a relationship. Like that that is the one of the foundations. And I'm like, yeah, everything is about you all the time. It's not going to work. And I'm like, and I just harken back to like, damn, he still ain't told you about his sister. Like you he you've proven time and time again he can't right. trust you. He can't trust you with his heart in that way. He can't trust you with you know his pain in that way. And 
I'm like, that's the shit I started thinking about. Like, hmm, what Marcus said, you got life fucked up. You think it's going to be about you all the time. But that shit is covering. I was like, well, this is what he's telling you. But he did it in a, he, like, he did do it in a very nice way. He's, and he, he takes very, he takes care of her feelings still. Um, which to me did show that he was trying, but I'm like, dude, you bringing up the same, you holding on to shit just like she holding on to shit. Y'all gotta put this stuff down. Like, again, I'm tired. I am tired. They some emotional hoarders over here. They can't fit nothing else in that room together because they hoarding all these old feelings and shit. Yeah. Whatever, so. Okay. All right. So then, uh, this, uh, we get kind of into the, I call it, you know, looking for Tiffany uh, situation where during the argument with Molly and Andrew, Kelly is like calling her and calling her. She finally answers the phone and finds out that Tiffany has been gone, basically missing for a little bit over 24 hours. Or it didn't seem like it was a whole 24 hours, to be honest, but she's missing and they need help uh, finding her. So Molly heads over to Derek and Tiffany's house um, where you already have Issa there and Kelly's there. I guess that was Tiffany's mom and sister. I'm not quite sure. So they're kind of like, hey, what's going on? Derek says that she needed a little bit of time by herself and she left out, but she was going to you know, come back home the next morning, which I'm like, okay, cool. But now it's the afternoon and I still haven't seen my wife. I don't know where she is. She's turned off her phone. She basically has gone dark. So that's we're entering in, into the um the conversation about postpartum depression and she probably was just feeling overwhelmed we saw that episode to go um that she was kind of you know needing a little bit of help and support um so they go around looking for her i'm not going to go into a lot of detail just because i felt like there's a lot of waste of time with these scooby-doo antics that they were pulling um but i will uh, call out like isa being the lift driver that she is was like she pulled in that lift information she knew like what what wait what what how much did it cost on that lift receipt? Oh, this she only went this one one or two miles, you know. So they she kind of could help them narrow down what was going on. So they you know why it. that didn't make sense? I'm sorry. Okay, when you get a receipt, it has the location on there. So yes. I was like, I'm very confused as to why they have to be uh, inspect a gadget and yeah. try to solve this mystery. I was like, is it like that for thing. is okay. it like that for both Lyft and Uber? I don't use Lyft. Yes, you get a receipt and it tells you like Lyft. that's what I'm saying. I never use Lyft. Yeah, it it tells you it tells you where you've been. So if you could see the price well, no, I think on it, the receipt, I don't think it will let you know. I think he got he saw the bank transaction. I don't think he saw the receipt. So he saw like there was a charge in Oh the- yeah. Yeah, it was a lot of Scooby Doo type bullshit going on. And I was like, get me on the case because I listened to a lot of true crime and I could have I could have cracked this case in a minute because I'd have went to that email and find that the receipt and call, call Lyft and been like, listen, my wife is missing. Ben found so, Latoya. Huh? You'd have been found Latoya. I'd have been listen. And Latoya. Look. Found both of them. Both, both, and both listen, of them. Molly, <laughs> Molly didn't even need to be there. No. I said, Molly has watched all these episodes of Looking for Latoya, and she <laughs> had no part in finding Tiffany. She the, contributed nothing. nothing. She couldn't yeah. answer a clue. She couldn't figure it out. I was like, Molly, what? Why are you even here? You, you're not even. You're, you have no contribution that, to this thing. I thought that her. I thought that that was kind of you could attribute that to her, not quite knowing how to deal with Issa, and whereas I feel like Issa is like super, super done. I kind of feel yeah. like Molly is still waiting for Issa to come back and. I think that she was still in her feelings about that, but Issa was like, I- I'm done. I'm cutting this bitch off like Andrew. Like, I'm done. 
So yeah, like literally her. Yeah, I, I yeah, I, I didn't I didn't need Nancy Drew and the Hardy Boys not cracking the case. So they tracked Tiffany from and who goes to all the way down to LA Live, the whole situation. So she's at the movie theater. She goes from the movie theater to the Mexican restaurant. From the Mexican restaurant, they track her down to a hotel. Um, they end up getting on a bus, and uh, when they were on the bus trying to kind of figure out what was going on um you hear Derek say you know I, I've been trying you know I, I got her help I didn't know and he kind of blames himself for the fact that she ran away and that's um that's another part of the postpartum depression that we were talking about a little bit earlier the, it's you know the the mother goes through it but it, as new parents they both are going through this new new situation together and it it, it felt kind of I, I was my feeling for her that Derek felt like it was all his fault like he wasn't doing enough but if you don't get, you know, your spouse the mental help that they need from a professional, then that you're, that's where that's where both of you guys kind of fail. But you have to kind of figure it out. It wasn't his fault. It wasn't her fault. They're just going through it and learning as as two new parents with a new baby in their lives and a baby that wasn't necessarily planned. So it's kind of a you know a pop up baby, you know, which is great. Yeah. Um, you mind if I jump? Can I jump in right here? Yeah. Yeah. Go. No, I, it, I agree with what you said. Like, it, it wasn't Derek's fault. There's nothing he could do. Like, he was he did he did the best he can do. Mm -hmm. I feel like with postpartum in general, and really the whole the 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 prenatal and the postpartum, like when when the when the mother is pregnant, of course she's going through monthly checkups. Well, they're checking on the baby periodically, one month, two months, three months, four months, leading up to the pregnancy. But I feel like there should be a therapy component about with, included in that, where the mother's actually going to therapy to get kind of prepared for what's about to come next. And just trying to, like you say, making sure that po postpartum is going to happen, but making sure that she's best equipped for when that comes and how to, how to adjust. Yeah. I think that, I um, yeah. Um, I was just about to say that, um, you know, I have, I don't have any children or whatever, but I, you know, I know I have family who went through postpartum and I just think that I agree wholeheartedly with, with what you said. Like it's really hard. Um, I think the extra thing that's hard on mothers is that societal pressure that you're supposed to instantly fall in love with this little baby. That's what women do. That's what mothers do. And it's just supposed to be instant and, Oh, I'll die for you. It's like, yeah, that added um, expectation on a lot of on someone I personally know because they just did not feel that way. <laughs> and that made them feel even worse because they were like, yeah. I just, I don't have this. I do not feel this way about this child that I just gave birth to. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah no, I, I, what, what I, what I kind of, I probably inferred too much into it, but what I kind of thought when they were going around to these different places, like I mentioned, when the mother's going through postpartum, she feels like she's losing her independence because her identity is being absorbed by being with this baby. And she's so connected to the baby. The baby always needs it, can't do anything. She can't get a break. And when I felt like they were going around to these different places where, like, when she felt like she was an individual, she still had, she was going to these places because this was when she felt like she was independent last time. So right. that's why I think that was kind of the importance of that. Yeah. 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 Well, they didn't make that real clear. And I guess with the whole, uh, the adding of therapy or counseling component to pregnancy, like I'm not, I've not been pregnant ever, but I would appreciate that because you are dealing with hormone imbalances for 10 months. Mm -hmm. yeah. Then you deal with a drop of those hormones like instantly yep. on top of transitioning your life. And I can't imagine like these women now who are 
pregnant and giving birth during COVID, like mm-hmm. I cannot imagine just the stress that their bodies are under, the anxiety that they yeah. have, along with the isolation because you can't have family members be with you in doctor's appointments or in delivery yeah. rooms and you know, I just these women who are birthing babies within yeah. these last few months yeah. and probably the next year or so, like the the baby's gonna come out with hypertension. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. it's yeah. Um uh there and I will call this out. There are two shows um that I watch on Netflix. One is called uh, Working Moms and the other one is called The Letdown. And in other countries that countries that have um uh government funded healthcare, unlike the United States of America, our system is quite fucked up. Um, they, they a lot of times have for their, well, most of the, all the times for the mother, new mother, even if you have multiple kids, they have a mandata- mandatory group therapy that they go to and they kind of have other mommies that have gone, have had the baby at the same time and they support each other and they go to like mommy and me classes together for X amount of month that is paid for by the government. Uh, but those two shows are really, really funny. And they, and I like that they show you at different, in different countries. One is set in um, New Zealand, I mean, Australia, and the other one is set in Canada and Toronto. Um, but they show you how governments that actually care about their citizens and their wealth and the health of their citizens actually create that for mothers after they have had their babies. So um, Working Moms, and it's called The Letdown is the other one. They're both on Netflix. And they are, they're really funny and really great, but they're, it shows you what other countries are doing to help and support new moms um, and mothers that, again, have had uh, multiple children. So it is out well, there. Well, I will say right now, I, do I've appreciated having this conversation with Marcus and you all more than I did watching. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Me too. So I think that was yeah. the problem. That's yeah. the issue. Like, this was more fruitful. Yeah. And I got to it better than actually watching 12 minutes of finding Tiffany for her yes. to just come out with a wash and go and a towel and all she's like, is, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. With them crying in the background. Like they acted better in the background, blurred out than she did mm-hmm. saying she was sorry. I was like, yeah. I didn't even need this. And I feel like what happened with this um, scene, so they're on the bus and there's a whole melee on the bus. They had a lot and i'm i'm not, i'm a black woman in atlanta i don't i always hear um, my friends who are black gay men have negative things to say about gay white men all the time but i, I can't speak to that because it's not my experience i don't know really they always speak very negatively and i and it's on social media it's and all over the place and I, I don't know enough about it to speak to it but i feel like they just tried to squeeze so many issues into this one scene it didn't make sense you have a uh, this mm. white guy on the bus. Kelly's trying to be on her phone, and she's trying to find Tiff, and she finds her at a hotel. He's interrupting her phone conversation with foolishness. Then they get finally get off the bus. Then the police are called um, over, and then it's a more melee. And the police at the end, once once they find out that Molly is an attorney, they're like, "Up, oh, no, we're not touching this." So they tried to squeeze so many issues into this episode. Police gay white men interrupting then it was it was too much they were in this in this couple of minutes where they took the they took the focus off of the postpartum depression and what these new parents were going going through which was too much um so they end up finding tip at the hotel at the sheraton they well, go I, I, just, I just want to say okay. real quick that uh that's that made me laugh though because <laughs> like I, I recognize 
everything that they were doing. They were touching on like yes. uh, the fake liberalism. They were touching on police uh, harassment. Yes. They were, and then it was to me was tied up with Kelly, who I just like seeing and you know everything. And so because it was so much going on and it was chaotic, it made me chuckle because I saw that they were throwing splashes of all that in, into it. <laughs> and, then we, and then we get to the towel scene. No, the, the, when the police came up, I definitely got anxiety. Me too. <laughs> Shit, I was nervous. I was like, oh my God, like what's about to happen? To, are they about to get, I, I, I was just, I didn't know what was going to happen. Like true what anxiety I, started to bubble up. <laughs> I didn't have anxiety because I was like, why is this stupid? Um, yeah. <laughs> there's no way that the bus driver is going to say to the police a few lanes over, hey, they, they just got off my bus with yeah. nothing happening and they're going to come right over. You're going to pull the bus. I was like, none of this is going to happen. And I guess the lesson out of this is if you are a black person, just say you're an attorney. Yeah. Tell the cops, I'm a lawyer and come up with that the did not laws. work for Queen and Slim. Yeah, it didn't work for her because she was aggressive. Molly wasn't actually aggressive in the situation. She was yeah. just like, I'm, I'm an attorney. And they were like, I'm done. So I'm Molly Esquire. Esquire, get it together. All right. Uh, I, was yeah. say, I was shocked that a cop knew how to de-escalate a situation. He didn't, de -escalate. He, he didn't de-escalate. He, he didn't want to deal with it. Like, he didn't de-escalate. He just walked. He just ignored it. He walked away. It's, it's more than we've seen a lot of cops do lately. Well, because he saw, he, he saw it was silly. It so, was silly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, so, yeah, after this, the silliness and all of the shenanigans on the bus, uh, we kind of, we find uh, Tiff. She's in the, the Sheraton Hotel. They go. She hugs Derek and says she's sorry. And that's basically it for the scene. So, again, like, we need a little bit more, but we got, we know that she's safe. She, we know she's okay. And I hope that, you know, they're able to get, um, get her help. And maybe that's setting up for next season with her journey with her therapist, hopefully, and trying to get her to a better place um, with being a new mom. So then we cut back to the, to the, uh, to the real, we about to have some real growth and real pain um, scene uh, with Molly. We go back to Molly and Andrew. Um, after all this drama has happened, Molly goes over to Andrew's house. They're kind of sitting on the couch and you could just see like Andrew is just tired. You know, he just looks like he's just exhausted with the situation. And he basically tells Molly, like, I don't think that we're a good match for each other. You know, I feel like it shouldn't be this hard to be in a relationship with you, basically. Um, Molly is saying, you know, uh, I'll do whatever you want. She's kind of pleaded her fucking case. Like she in court, you know, like she about to be partner at the law firm. She's like, I'll do what you want me to do. I'll go to counseling. We can go to couple counseling. Like you and I have never even got this far with other people. Like we've, you know, we're really grown. Like she is really pleading. And he basically asked her like, what are you fighting for? You know, um, what do you want? Like, what is it that you really want? And she, at the end of that, at that conversation has tears in her eyes. And she doesn't answer him. So we, or we don't see her answering him. Um, this was where I was hoping that they would have been a couple of episodes ago. So we would have to watch this shit over and over again. Uh, but I feel like Andrew, uh, yeah, the doctor has told you over and over again, like you are going, it's, it, you have to change if you want to have relationships that are healthy with people. You have to change. And my thing with what I finally saw Andrew do is, I don't need no more lip service. You ain't showed me no action. You Now you talking about you feel sorry you didn't go with me and uh, Victor to the game. Bitch, we talked about that a couple episodes ago. 
So it's two, you a day late and a dollar short. Get with, get, uh, with the program. We, I'm done. I'm tired. I'm exhausted. Um, so. I'm glad Andrew got her out here begging. Bravo. Good for Andrew. you, Andrew. Got Bravo her out here begging Andrew. and crying. Got her out here like, me? A whole me? Oh, yes, a whole <laughs> How did we get here? We're not supposed to be here, but guess right. where we are? Mm-hmm. So. Her, everything her therapist told her was gonna happen happened. So that's, I'm like, and everything Issa told her, everything Issa told her happened would happen. You I are a day you. late and a dollar short in this situation. This man has been asking you for action. You've done nothing but give him lip service. He's tired, and I, and it it hit me when he was like, "Why are you fighting so hard?" Like, like I could see Issa's entire conversation like wash over her face. Like <laughs> I was like, she is replaying that right now because it is you. Like straight up, it ain't nobody else but you all the time, every time. Hey, like you sitting there crying. I tried to tell her. I tried you to did. tell her. You did. Kiki, what, now you had some feelings and some emotions about this. You going to lay, lay it down the law. I just feel like I'm glad Andrew came to it. And it, it, when you're in a relationship and it comes to that point, you do have to be like, well, what are you fighting for? And if you don't have an instant, just to say that you are in a relationship, I, I mean, she didn't have an instant for the man. She had no answer for him. And, she had tears. Crocodile tears. Hey, do you want to be right or do you want to be in a relationship? Hey, and, it was that scene from Love Jones all over. And, he, and old dude was like, we got all these years. And Nia Long was like, and that's all we got is all these years. And that's what it, Andrew was like, we just got five months. Is that all you fighting for? Because we just got five months. So <laughs> That's it. Like, we, we fighting for five months? Is that that's what we doing? So. Right. He, I and to he, say at, in your mid-30s that this is the furthest that you've got, maybe she's not mid-30s, maybe they said early 30s, I don't know. 30s. either way, that the furthest that you've gotten with somebody has been a five-month relationship and it's been a struggle the whole time, yeah. uh, you yeah, need some intensive months? therapy. Yeah. It, it, let's just say it had been from like, from official, from like Halloween until mm-hmm. the spring so okay. it was yeah, a, it, it, a, you know five months or so okay but for andrew them was them five months was like <laughs> 20 20 years them was like <laughs> 50 years 50 years <laughs> what it felt 20, like 20 <laughs> right them 20 20 months <laughs> i felt it in the conversation it, what she never said what molly never said was i'm sorry yes. she never still apologized to yes. him Instead of being like, well, I can make it better, like, apologize. Be like, yeah, I've, I've been ain't shit for the last five months. That wasn't my intention. That's not what I was, like, she never was vulnerable with, you know, being accountable for her part of the relationship. Yeah. So she still hadn't learned anything. Yeah. That's what, and I feel like that, that when we, when we saw him say, like, what are you, like, what are you fighting for? You know, uh, that, that was it. Like, you all she's done this entire time was lip service and that's it and you're not in the courtroom you trying to plead your case like you are is not going to work because you have done nothing to show me like i'm like i remember being in a relationship in my mid-20s with someone and at the end like i just had to sit there like oh okay i'm screaming at this person we having the same argument that we had a year ago and i'm like do you even want to grow and he was like no i'm happy with where i am and that shit hit me like a ton of fucking bricks. I, I, all I could do at that point was pick up my purse and walk out. 
right. you know, I'm like, I told you I'm not, I'm a very bad breaker upper, but at that point I was like, oh, okay. People are, are okay with it. I'm not really growing. I didn't know that was a thing for real. Like I thought we were all wanting to grow together and, and learn. And, you know, I felt like, I felt Andrew's pain. We having the same fucking argument over and over and over again. Like we are insane people at this point. We are having the same argument. Nothing is changing. We are insane. Look, that when anybody break up with you as smoothly as Andrew did, ain't no going back. That shit over. Like that, over. Andrew was so smooth with it. I was like, damn, like that's the sexiest he ever been. Breaking up with Molly. You know <laughs> Man, y'all, I was like, like oh, damn. I said, has he always had that big old Adam's apple? Okay. Was like, I mean, he was, he was like, mm, you know what? You know, what you even fighting for? I was like, look at Look at Andrew, okay. That's Andrew has been Andrew has been cute the whole time. He's been he cute been the whole cute. time. This I think he just said Molly. She's just a train wreck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, Molly girl. girl get and that's what I was saying. That's what I was saying. When he sat down and had that talk, all I could think was, Oh, Molly girl, you in trouble. And I <laughs> just like <laughs> Yeah. My inner, my, my inner with no word was like, "Monica, you're in danger." <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> um, what's, what, what's the Beyonce song? It popped in my head when, when that scene happened. Um, to the left, to the left. Oh, because <laughs> right. that fool, he didn't even turn around to face her face to face. He was like, "I'm a side eye your ass this whole time, bitch. I, I'm done. I'm done face to face with you. We're about to be the side, the right. side that shit was painful, but hey, sorry, girl. Hopefully, we get together. Next What's gonna season. happen though? Next season, though, Andrew's gonna be kicking in with Issa and Nathan, and Molly's gonna be left out. She yep. gonna be, she gonna be at the house with Tiff. She take care of that baby. Yeah. She gonna like, go get. She might uh, go be friends with condolences. Uh, <laughs> just for drama's sake. Oh, condolences. They calling her condolences, canola oil. I was Every like, why is canola oil trending on Twitter? Right. <laughs> oh, wow, was it trending on Twitter? It <laughs> was. <laughs> Poor condola. Mm. So we see that heartbreak and Molly um, at the end of that scene, uh, it's just, she can't, she doesn't answer the question. She just kind of has tears. I think she's at a loss now. She knows she can't argue her way back into this situation, into this relationship, because she don't have no real, she don't have no answer sway. Like, that's it. Um, so that kind of cuts, uh, cuts from there. Then we get uh, the scene that kind of, I, all of us have kind of been talking about, oh, is this what really is happening? Is this what's going to happen? So we get the reveal. Um, Lawrence goes over to Issa's house and, you know, how, you know, I'm sorry this happened to Tiff. He, you know, gives her a hug and is everything okay? And he tells her, um, that Condola is, is pregnant. You know, this is what happened. He's like, this happened before you and I started to kind of get back together. Um, this was all pre you, this didn't happen. I didn't cheat on you or whatever we're doing right now. Um, and you get this scene, they cut back and forth between his, Lawrence and Condola's conversation and Lawrence and Issa's conversation. It was done so well. I, I, like couldn't say, I, I really it, it was great. It was yeah. great. So That's I'm going to have part to of the episode. Yes, it was it was just phenomenal the way they did it. So I'm like, I, it was hard to type notes up about it. So I'm just gonna have to kind of just show you kind of how it goes. And we can talk talk a little bit more about it. Um, Lawrence, basically, it, you cut to he and Condola. After Condola is like, I'm pregnant. 
Lawrence looks, when I tell you he acted, y'all, I was like, this man maybe thinks that she's really pregnant by him, like in real life. He did such a good job. <laughs> His face, I was like, he, she's not really pregnant in real life. You don't go together. No, like, man, you got you got to think as a man when you hear those words unexpectedly, like that's man, that's his chills down your spine. Yeah, it, I mean, he did a uh, both of them did a great job. I mean, yeah. I'm not, me looking at his face, it looked like his fucking world. Like he got hit by, like he was watching a freight train like come towards. I know. His I, I was just like Lawrence. You do know all it takes is one nut. Like one. Hello. If you had one nut, it's possible. I don't know why you acting like. No. But let me tell you something. Men are like that, and because <laughs> because yeah. Lawrence had a plan, right? And I think yes. what happens is when men have a plan in in Lawrence's mind. I'm going to San Francisco. I got a new job. I have a team. I'm back with my girl. Like we're making it work. My yeah. life is going to look like this. Yeah. Right. My money is stacking up. My, yeah. I, I have already decided. I got this I, nice I'm couch. Put, yeah. It is. Like back with my girl who cheated on me. Yeah. <laughs> and, when, and when men have plans, and Marcus, I'm speaking. Men speak. I don't know. But I'm mansplaining. But when men feel like they have their life set up like that and yeah. then they get a shock like yeah that's the response that you, that's the response that you're gonna get I think. about that time you went up in that road dog did you forget about that time oh so, mm. I, I, I guess so women don't feel the same way huh so women don't feel the same way women don't have a plan that they women don't have a plan for how they want their lives to go and then get that same dumbfounded shock look when a pregnancy no, i think women <laughs> <laughs> I think women feel that way, but you have to actually deal with it. Like, yeah, women have to actually deal with, am I going to keep this pregnancy? If I do keep it, then what does that mean? X, yeah. y, like, I think women just have a different set and we have to um, pivot faster than men. Because even though she told him that, he still has months to pivot. Like, yeah. she doesn't. Like, I'm, I'm already here. We've been thinking from the age of 11 about what if we get pregnant? <laughs> shit. From eight, 10 or 11, we like, oh shit, what if we get pregnant? So even yeah. though we got plans, it's just always a, eh, it's always, it's always in the back of your mind. And, yeah. men, and men and women just process things different. What I find with men, and I think it, echoing what Kiki said, is like when a man has a plan, like nothing, when things interact with that plan, they kind of fall apart much from my, my experience. They fall apart much, much more easily where women are like the plan shifted. Let's go to the next plan. Like we like, okay, plan B, plan C. We got, we got, we got five plans. Yeah. For five different possible scenarios. Cause you have to, you have to. So yeah, I just, yeah. But he, I think he did just, in that scene, I he was my focal point, even though she was there in white telling him this news. He I was so focused on him in that in that scene. He did such a great job. I I yes, I'm I'm excited. I'm excited to see Top Gun now. Uh with you. Sorry, <laughs> get it. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Um, so you and then Lawrence uh asked, which I I I get why he ha why he asked this. It just always, always makes me irritated. Exactly. It just always makes me really irritated, though. It just it makes me irritated. Um, he was like, "So is the baby, you know, mine?" And she was like, uh, "Motherfucker, yes." Like that. I mean, she didn't say that, but she was like, "Yeah, yeah it's that, your baby. that never makes me irritated." I love that. Question. Yeah, 
it, you it, do? It, it doesn't, doesn't irritate yes. it. Yes, it doesn't I'm like, bother no, I, me at I'm, all. I'm telling you, I'm telling you just for fun. For shits and giggles. <laughs> right. I'm, I'm you telling you just for, for fun tonight. Yeah, for shits and yeah. giggles. Yeah. I have fun. I, it, it doesn't bother me to ask that for you to ask that question. Thank you. It, it doesn't bother me yes. to have to I, prove to you that it's yours. Because mm-hmm. we're not in a commitment. Even if exactly. you're in a committed relationship, you're not yeah. in a commitment, right? You weren't in a commitment then. To okay. your point, you could be having sex and having relationships with multiple people. I it's know, a that's fair what I question. Think. It's a fair question to ask. Yep. Yeah, and, and we, it's fair. It, it is. It still makes me feel some kind of way. I don't right. like, it makes me feel some kind of way. Right, because her telling him doesn't mean shit. Like, you still would need to get a paternity test if you... So at the end of the day, it's like, I'm just yeah. telling you the shits and giggles. You're still probably going to ask for a paternity test if you have that yeah. much of a question about it. So, yeah. no, I'm yeah. just telling you because I had shit to do tonight. I had, a, I had some time left on my lift, so I just swung by here and told you that. I'm pretty okay, let me get back on all my white on white on white. Right. And came up here I got my best you. Olivia Pope, you know, so... <laughs> I just I come from a different point of view because I guess I played the scenario out in my head several times. Like, how yeah. would I do this? Um, and in my head, several times, I've always been like, "You don't even have to ask me if you're the only one. Like, it's fair. We yeah. don't just get a paternity test. Like, this is all we're gonna do. We're yeah. just gonna get it done. Um, and and I'm not gonna take it personal if you feel some kind of way about me." about the I'm just not and I guess I've always had that in my mind yeah and it could yeah. be because my mom my mom when we came to having the talk like when I first got my period or whatever she was like you know you can get pregnant now and I was 11 years old yeah so for 30 years <laughs> I'm like I mean you know it's a possibility yeah. and if I'm with someone I feel like to calm anxiety if that's gonna help the situation Mm-hmm. I'm going to present you with all the information. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was going to say, getting, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Marcus. No, I was going to say, uh, the question needed to be asked. Like Kim said, they're not in a relationship, so mm-hmm. that question needs to be asked. My question is, how far along was she in this pregnancy? Because, and I asked that because the last, let's assume they broke up on Thanksgiving Day. The block party was in January. Well, like, how, like it, it, we're assuming they're in the spring right now. Like, how long has she known that she was pregnant? I don't know. I, Where I, are we? I feel what like season are we in? <laughs> like, what, <laughs> what time of year? Is I it? think she's yeah. known. She's known for. We'll say she's known for a month since the party. Trying, no, since um, since possibly Issa, since Issa and them got back together and went on their little date since Logan had heart break- walk. Weren't they broken up? They broke up around Thanksgiving. Party. Yes. Yeah, they broke up around Thanksgiving. They the went together at the block party. Right. They went out to uh, Issa and uh, what's his name? Nathan. What's his name? No, Nathan. Lawrence. Issa oh. and Lawrence went out to, let's say, dinner like a week later from the block party. So mm-hmm. it's still like, two months it wasn't a long time yeah she she knew but if he's not getting in touch with her and he's blowing her off like it seemed like he was doing well now i gotta show up because there is no turning back at this point yeah we just have to have a conversation 
I've been okay. calling you. I was calling you and calling you and texting oh, yeah. you. Yeah, and you went outside and talked to me for five minutes. And so I, I got to come up here because clearly you don't, you're not trying to see what I'm trying to see. All right. Okay. I was going to get back real quick um, to the, we were talking about how men deal with it. I also kind of think that it feels like once they, um, you know, climax, they're done with it. And like, we're always on the other end. Like, we don't know if we're clear yet until another month. <laughs> we're always like, mm. I mean, that's why you can broke over we, TSA back Before we know we're clear, and he's already <laughs> forgot all about it. <laughs> that's why. He was like, what? It's, it's soon as. Yeah. Right. Hence TSA Bay. That's why he had to go. Yeah. <laughs> Talking about, oh, the condom came yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was all done. She right. in the bathroom trying to find yeah. it, and now I got to go to $50. Right. I got to go to CVS, spend my $50 to get my plan B. If you think TSA Bay was like, yo, here twenty five dollars on that? Nah, yeah. like, I'm gonna go half on your Plan B. No, right. yeah. well, that well, that's trash. You always got to put in for the Plan B. <laughs> well, I don't think he did. <laughs> he probably did not. He already got kids. He okay? He doing? He doing okay? Yeah, I definitely get it. Um, so then you have uh, Lawrence who asked, you know, ask her, yo, is it my baby? She said she confirms yes, it's your baby, and looks at him kind of some kind of way, which I would have been doing. Um, then she says, uh, it basically tells her, like, it wasn't, I wasn't ready when I was with my ex, you know, so alluding to the fact that no, she had no, no. already ex -husband. She had, had ex -husband. Yes, her ex-husband. So she, had, we now find out that she had an abortion when she was with her ex-husband because she wasn't ready to have a baby then, um, with him. And she's like, I'm ready to have a baby now. I, you, I don't have any expectations of you. You be in this baby's life as much as you want to be. It's up to you. Like, I'm, I'm good. I'm in my 30s. I mean, I, I basically she was like, I'm established. I am a grown woman. This happened, and I'm ready to. I'm ready to have this baby. Like, I'm good. I'm ready to go. Like, I just you. If you want to be the sperm donor, if you don't, if you want to be a, a father that's here, if you whatever way you want to interact with this child's life, I will allow that. But I'm gonna have this baby no matter what. And he was just like, he was just hurt. You know, he was like, I, this is not. I, I like Kiki said, this is not what I have. My, how I had my life plan, like. I'm about to get raised up out of here. I'm about to go to Frisco and the Windy City and live my life with my girl. Um, so he was just really, he was, you know, hurt. So uh, we get kind of get that back and forth. So before I move on to the next scene with he and Issa, Marcus, you had your hand raised. If she felt, if she felt that way, why tell him? I feel like, I feel like she still wanted to give him the option of being in the child's life. I don't right. think it's right if if you're if you're gonna have a child by someone unless they're a sperm donor that you have had a, a contract with with right. a, either a person or with a clinic then it's not right for you not to tell somebody that they have a baby like that's that's fucked when, up. When like, you want to know black families, black families have enough of that kind of um, generational uh, secrecy enough, and I'm, I'm I'm speaking for my own family. It's enough of that shit going on down here. Like yes, you should tell tell him, give him the option. Condola got a beautiful house. She got a good job. You know, she got, you know, she got white yeah. suits, you know, she got white suits, yeah. you know, she's, she seems to be okay. Don't do it. Okay. I mean, and she was going to find out anyway. Lawrence was going to find out anyway. Yeah. Because she works with, Tiff. she works with Tiffany. So, and it, so Tiffany going to tell Derek, Derek's going to tell Lawrence, which would have been even more of a mess. He was going to find out anyway. Yeah. And I can, and she should tell him like, yeah this is what you can do but she's had a longer time to process yes. what this means for her in her life than he has 
but it's only fair for her to tell him. It's still his yeah. choice. I mean, wouldn't you want to know, Marcus? Yeah. I would. Even if she was going to be like, you know what, Marcus, I know you going on and you, you're going to do big things or whatever. And, um, uh, I'm sorry, yeah. I, was about, I was about to drift into uh, <laughs> a smoke for a second. No, uh, I, don't, I, don't, I, I can't remember, her, and I apologize, I can't remember her exact verbiage, but she said some sentence that kind of threw me off. Like, if you felt that way, I, I, why are you telling him about it? And I can't remember the exact sentence, and I apologize for that. I felt like she was reacting to his reaction, <laughs> or like yeah. he came across as like, what? Like, is it mine? And, and to me, that's when she was kind of like, look. If that's her, you got to be a part of it, whatever, whatever. Yeah. I'll take care of the baby. You can yeah. be as bald as you want to be, you know. Go when he questioned her. With the hyphy niggas in um, Oakland and San Francisco. <laughs> when she, when she, when he questioned her, that's when her energy changed. Like, uh, okay, let me just let you know what's really about to go on here. And yeah, so I, yeah, it is what it is. Which it, 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 she should have been expecting the question. These are questions she should have been expecting. Yeah. Is it mine? Kiki, we not Are you going to keep it? Kiki, we're not all logical like you. We're not all logical and, and expecting that. I wouldn't have expected that if I'm like, me and you been, and I'm a polyamorous person, but if I'm in a monogamous, or seemingly monogamous relationship is what they made it look like, then I wouldn't have, I'd have been like, wait a minute, what? I would not have been expecting that question. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I would Have you not seen Mari? Have you not seen <laughs> I have. Friend, like 30 years of court <laughs> TV. Oh, like, come on. Hey, the title. I, I would have oh, been offended because I would just have been like, nah, I rolled all the way over here just to share that with you that I'm fucking other, I was fucking other people. Like, yeah, yeah. that's why yeah. I came to <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm just it, saying, it like, baby. You the daddy. You the daddy. <laughs> I mean, but it's fair. He still has to ask those questions. But she should have been prepared for him to ask those. You yeah. come, you catch this man off guard. You show yeah. up at his house. He got his little t-shirt on. He's thinking about Issa <laughs> and what they about to do. And then here you go talking about, well, you know, I'm pregnant. Like, wait, is it not? Like, I'm going to ask all the crazy questions. I'm going to ask this, like, why, first of all, why are you here? What do you want? <laughs> How do you find my house? Okay. How do I live How here? Me? Okay. Wow. Is it mine? Are you gonna keep it? What do you want from me? Like, and that's when I want to be like, I don't want shit from you. Okay, nothing. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I'm like, I don't process that fast. I'd have been like, uh, wait a wait a what? Huh? I'd have been like, let me go get back in the bed and get up. I waited like, I'm not talking to Mara. Shit, I can take a break. <laughs> let me get and some then, CBD gummies. I gotta sit down and take a pray about this. <laughs> The only thing that I'm not gonna like condolences for, which we probably would never know, because this is their way of getting Lawrence off the shelf, is if she now wants child support from this man. Because you can't say I'm gonna go in on my own. I got it. You can be as involved as you want to be, and then file some court papers, some court documentation for child support. Mm -hmm. Now that's just my point of view. Yeah. Don't at me. <laughs> yeah. Now I do know I do know a man who is in that situation who had that happen and did not know that the child was here on earth until a year later and and is he be legally responsible and has taken you know taken care of the child he did not know that the baby was here for a year maybe show up 18 years later and be like hey dad yeah I'm but that court that court that court he gonna get you right real quick with that child support so yeah, I do know something like in that <laughs> yeah 
it's crazy. So, uh, so we, we, you know, get that. So Lawrence is kind of, you know, just trying to process all this and condolence again, it's up to you. If you want to be in this baby's life, I'm good. Me and this baby going to be all right at the end of the day. So it's up to you to figure out what you want to do. And the scene, um, like I said, this scene cut back and forth. So he's telling Issa in real time and Issa is, she's just crushed. You know, she, she was like, this is too much. You know, I, and then she says, I thought we were finally, and then she just says, fuck, you know, yeah. you just kind of see her. She was so excited. And, you know, you just see, you see kind of the, where, how we saw Lawrence's dreams kind of get crushed in his plans. You see Issa's dreams and for their relationship uh, and plans kind of get crushed at this, you know, as well. So then um, it just is what it is. There's nothing, there's no going back at this point. The baby is, is here like it's the baby or not alive here but the baby is is on its way um so then you cut to Issa this is my favorite scene like this may have been my favorite scene it, it just hit me just so fucking hard she goes outside on her balcony and I'm, I'm like we should have been shooting everything on this balcony because it's really it's a hot view like this is really great um and she you know gets uh gets a blunt and she smokes and then she kind of lifts lifts her head in the air and she just blows out the smoke and you see this beautiful scene where like the sky is behind her. You see her silhouette, you see the smoke kind of going out of her, her nose and her mouth. And I'm just like, she just trying to let that shit go. We're just trying to deal with it. And when I tell y'all that shit hit me in my ovaries and my fallopian tubes, like it was crazy. I just wanted, I was just trying to say that I really, really, really loved uh, Issa's acting in that scene. Um, and it made me think about last week's episode. I liked her acting with um, Molly, but I just, I don't feel like she's awkward so often and she's like the comedic relief so many times yeah. um, that to see her genuinely try to, you know, like emote yeah. anger and frustration and sadness all at once. It was, jolly. she was, she, you felt her hurt like that. You yeah. felt that hurt, right. you know? So, yeah. So I enjoyed her acting. But uh, this was a sign of Issa D's immaturity. So okay. this is what I was bringing up at the beginning. So at the yeah. beginning of the episode, right? She's like, I'm all in in this relationship. We're going to figure it out. We're going to make it work. This man comes now at the end with some real life shit. Like this real life mm-hmm. shit. Your response is not, dude, is you cool? Like, it's not nothing about him because at this point in time, this is not Issa's situation. This is Lawrence's situation. It didn't have anything to do with me. This happened before we got back together. Like all of this stuff is going on, impacting mm-hmm. Lawrence. Her response is, "This is too much. Too much for you. You ain't got nothing to do with this right now. <laughs> right now." <laughs> but I think it's right the now, same. You don't. <laughs> I think you it's the same as you were saying with, with you unexpected plans. You just right, but at that moment in time, at that moment in time, this man is heartbroken. He is clearly yeah. heartbroken, like clearly, and yeah. he he's being honest, he's being vulnerable. He like he is distraught in the moment, and yeah. her first reaction is about her. Yeah, that's if you are committed, but if you are committed to the relationship, like you just said to a yeah. day or so ago. Your first response about something at this moment in time that really doesn't have anything to do with you should be at least first. You okay? Oh, oh, oh you, you should be handling been, this well. Kim, you, you preaching, preaching, Kim. You preaching. You, 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 you are right. Because I sure wouldn't have been there. I'd have been, I'd have no. been feeling like I was feeling like uh, Issa. I wouldn't. I'm no. like, 
yeah, my dreams too. Like, yeah, dude, you, you should have wrapped it up a little bit better. Like, get it together. What is going on? That's not the time know. for that. That's but, not the time for yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, but, but I feel not- like that was your hurt. That was the most honest reaction because yeah. she feels like this is happening to her. Now, I think like over time, if she continues to feel that way over time, then yeah, you're being selfish. But like, immediately she sees her plans crashing in front of her. Like, he saw his plans crashing in front of him. And she's yeah. like, what the fuck? And that's, so, why, that's why I like the scene so much. Yeah. You saw both of their things go back and forth. Well, like, you saw that. That shit was real. Like, it, a, a, re, a, re, a regular person, you are very introspective. You are very level-headed. A regular, normal-ass fucking person going to be like, <laughs> what? I don't even smoke weed. And I was like, I need I need some weed. I need a blunt after this because I'm stressed out, too. Like, and I, right, you know, after it. Exactly. After it. Now, this no, is where I, I am going to be. This is where I am going to be a little bit Team Molly because this is what Issa D does throughout uh-huh. the episode, right? Somebody comes to Issa and they want to talk to Issa about what their problem is. Uh-huh. And she then starts talking about herself. That's uh-huh. what that's what pissed Molly off earlier. Like, uh-huh. I don't remember what the block party episode or whatever that episode was where and i was on team isa then but i'm like wait molly actually had a point isa called molly molly goes in to say oh girl i'm so glad you called like this is all that was going on and molly isa was like oh wait but no i'm talking about me which yeah on that episode i was seeing isa now she's doing the same thing it's like i'm coming to you i am heartbroken i'm distraught I don't know what this is going to do for our relationship. And your response is, this is too much. You're right. It's too much. But Lawrence didn't, Lawrence (laughs) just walked in the house. Like, Lawrence didn't say, hey, I got something devastating to tell you. He just walked in the house. She was like, yo, we about to eat this. We about to do this. Like, and then he was just like, hey, condolences. I have something to tell you. No, he was like, I need to talk to you about something. Yeah, but like, that's dropping a a bomb on you. It's not like you forewarned her that I got something devastating to talk to you about. He just walked in the door like, hey, Brenda's having my baby. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, (laughs) she's like, what the fuck? But you can look at his, you can look at this man's demeanor. You can look at his nonverbal cues and be like, he's not cool with this. Even if he's dropped a bomb on you, right? This is something that's life altering to him. But then your response to not even, not one time, not one time, was she like, you good? I mean, are you okay? Like, she can still have her feelings, and she can still feel like, yo, this is too much. I don't want to do this. But it's too much of a flip switch for me. Because at the beginning of the episode, you were ten toes down. You were all in. Now, real life happens. Mm-hmm. I think it was a stretch. And your response is like, this is too much. I think it was a stretch because it was he's leaving me this on top of he's leaving me like when they first started kicking it was like oh okay we're gonna get back together okay this is gonna work out it's gonna be cool then he was like yo i might be going to san francisco she's like oh okay uh 45 minute hour flight six hour drive okay and then he was like yeah well i'm definitely going she's like okay okay we'll make this work then it's like yo this chick might have my baby she's like what the fuck? You know, it was like consecutive, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Like, Three strikes. Right. So, let's I'm, be in a real relationship. Not, let's not be in a TV relationship. If you're in a real relationship and your partner comes to you mm-hmm. and is visibly heartbroken and tells you something that's off 
life altering. That could be I lost my job, I got fired, something's going on with my family, like something that you you don't expect. You don't want your partner's first response to be about them. You want it to be about you. Like mm-hmm. at least initially, like, are you good? I think yeah. of her She didn't get none of that. I think her first one of her big fears and she asked him was that he was about to leave her again. To get back with condolences. So you're going back to condolences? You going back to condolences? Is it congratulations now? Yeah. Is it, you know? So like she was just fine. Marcus, what what'd you have to say? Uh, I, somebody brought up like uh they like flashback to that um that flash forward scene from season one or season two where like we yeah. saw their whole life and relationship play out. Yeah. And how that that moment is it, it it will never exist. Right. And I think that that was some of that too. <laughs> she yeah. saw all it of won't that ever exist. Grieving. It it won't ever exist. But it wasn't existing a month before that. It wasn't oh, yeah. exist. It didn't exist. You know? So what yeah. so what are you gonna do? And if you are a thirty something, I'm gonna say if you twenty five or older, you're gonna have to deal with a blended family. They're gonna be another kid or two or three. Like so for you to kind of, I'm just saying this speaks to her level of maturity, to mm-hmm. be like, well, I can't handle this. Like, as you get older, this is going to be more of a reality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So work it out with the dude that you love. Like, if you love him. I don't know. We did, and we didn't see that. We didn't yeah. see that she didn't do that because yeah, it was her, her having to take it in. But I'm like, for me, I think I, that would have been, I'm not lying, that would have been my first reaction. Like, straight up, I would have definitely asked, like, I would have been like, okay, because I'm a much slower processor and I'm not always the most logical when th- when, uh, with things like that. So I'm like, okay, this is the situation. A, how does it affect me? That's what I'm first going to ask. And I'll be like, okay, how are you? That, I would have then stepped back. Give me a second. I would have said, this is, it is too much fuck. And then I've been like, okay, tell me how you're feeling. How are you processing this? How can I be a support? But I would still have to process it the way I process it. But I'm like, it's not that that's a bad thing or immature. We didn't see the rest of it. If whatever else it could have been written in that scene. But I feel like it, it doesn't mean that you're not necessarily a hundred percent mature. It's just the way you process things. And it's okay. Everybody, you're everybody at the end of the day, self-preservation is always our number one goal. Like period. Like if you, if you want to survive, right. We survive to make sure our kids can survive. Like they t- put the, put the face mask on your face first. You can make sure everybody else is okay. That's the reality of the situation. And I'm like, I would have 100% acted like, like she did. Yeah. Fuck. This is a lot. It's a lot of information. You walking in my door. I think we about to have celebratory uh, sex because you going to the windy city, you dropping this shit on me. I'm like, it's a lot after I had to deal with Tiffany, all this other stuff. It's a lot to have to process all at once. I would not be thinking about you. You'd have done done that walked in my house with this bullshit ass news. But I that's the say. issue. You are in a relationship with this person. Yes. Just like you think it impacts you, it impacts them. Because all of those decisions, moving 100%. to San Francisco, having a baby, that's yes. really all on the other person that's yes. in the relationship. I'm mm-hmm. not saying that you're not going to have your feelings and that you're not going to process it. Uh-huh. But your initial thing, because you are in a relationship with this person, could uh-huh. at least be Yo, I think your, I think your initial thing is just gonna be reacting how you react is is and whatever that is is normally gonna be like shock and anger just like Lawrence like who is this my fucking baby and condolences was like well what the fuck you saying like it's the same thing it's kind of the same yeah. thing your initial reaction is what it is like mm-hmm. I don't think she 
we didn't see that she was done with him, but she's just, she has to, like Mel was saying, process all this. But I was going to say, when I was reading Lawrence's face, um, I kind of thought what Issa was thinking. He did a good job, but in his face, it was kind of like, shit. Are you saying you about to go back with this girl? You couldn't read it. You could like, you couldn't hundred percent. You could not read it a hundred percent. Yeah, which was, is why you gotta ask the man if he okay. Which is why you got to be like, dude, you okay? I'd be like, no, I'm gonna be like, are you going back to condolences? Which is what she asked. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to get to the Windy City. What you trying to do? Right. Okay, Viper, what you trying to do? <laughs> right. So. I just want to shout out uh, Black Twitter, HBO, Insecure Twitter. They slandered this shit out of Condola after that. I don't get why they are. Yeah, uh, somebody was like, why is everybody hating on Condolences so much? Like, it's so the, stupid. The nickname, so stupid. nicknames are hilarious. No, <laughs> it's, so dumb. it's so dumb. It's, it's kind of no problem with Condola, Canola Oil, Condola. I have no issues. Convocation. I don't know. Confederacy. <laughs> Stupid. They are so dumb. All like, of these unmarried parents out here, and they yeah. were the main ones going in. I'm like, all of y'all ones that's not with your child's parents. Yeah. Y'all the main ones going in. And from from my friends on on my timeline. Yeah. But I ain't saying nothing. <laughs> people just <laughs> y'all really. It, yeah. It was a lot of people that just wanted Lawrence and Issa to have this. Happy ending. They was mad that condolences was missing. I'm like, y'all knew that was gonna happen. Like, Kiki told y'all, no, uh, Mimi told y'all this shit from the very beginning. She said this is like Game of Thrones, dumb dogs. Get now, this now that this happened, when y'all have all rather <laughs> Lawrence just died, <laughs> <laughs> no, then we wouldn't be, Lord. we wouldn't be slandering another black woman. Lord hell, no. <laughs> That's what we'll start calling her as Gail King. I got a new nickname, though. Honey, uh. Um, but I would have much rather Molly be in a car accident than go looking for Tiffany or some <laughs> some other thing happening. I would have much rather another point of drama. Yeah. I feel like this conversation is so great that we're having. I feel like Kiki, you need to you need to uh pivot your career. You need to become a therapist and you need to write a book on relationships and all that. I feel like that's I don't know about all that. I think that's what I do. I don't know. I just have made a lot of mistakes. <laughs> like, but but that's but I've that's made mistakes. That's, that's it. And so. I'm just working to do better in the relationship that I got and understanding the man that I had. And I think that's and that's a lot meeting people where they are. You know, and I feel like that's what we saw. Like we saw where where Issa really was and where Lawrence really was in their maturity level. Like they honestly reacted to this news very similarly like honestly they, they're 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 where they each other is which is really interesting because they haven't been this before they've always been kind of off so that was that was really interesting um but yeah i yeah we we called it the internet called it uh i, I didn't i didn't like the storyline because it was so much like the game and other people have called that out as well um so we'll see but there's nothing saying that the baby's gonna be here. Like we don't know what season five is gonna hold. Um, hold for itself. So I don't know. I don't think people should be mean to Condola. No. Uh, just grow up, people. Like really, get a fucking get a fucking life. Like calm down. It's a, it's a made up character. She's a TV personality. 
I know. Can you imagine people just completely hating TV characters and saying that they wish they died and fuck them and you know, sticking the Black Lives Matter movement? Can you imagine people doing that? Like, God, who does Can you that? Calm down, people. Get together. <laughs> so, yeah. That's, yeah, I was in my, I was in my, in my head. I told y'all all about the whole end of the episode because it was just, it, that just, it just, when she went outside, I just felt like, um, or that end of that scene, I just felt like, yeah, I feel you. I don't smoke, but I would have to start smoking at that point. Yep. I would go to the blood. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she needed a relief. <laughs> yeah. She needed a relief. She needed to have a little self-care on her own. She needed that. I'm not saying that she didn't need that. But mm-hmm. it does show her immaturity. And then to meet up with Molly right after this, I was just like, okay, girl. Yeah. And Molly did invite her. So Molly, Molly yeah. Well, well, I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Who knows? Um, so we it doesn't matter who invited whom. They they end up together. And they have on the same colors. And I was like, look at that male. I was like, yep. they got the same colors on. So now they yep. back together. Yup, yup, yup. Uh, so we see Molly uh, and Issa go. Issa walks into the Ethiopian restaurant, which is, we all know, their spot. And Molly's sitting at the table and she's, you know, I'm just like, oh, okay. All right. Got you. So they said, um, uh, Molly says, I'm glad you came. And Issa said, I'm glad you called. So it's showing that Molly is, I guess, at rock bottom, you know, like right. the doctor told you, the do- she done told you, like that doctor, like if you go to therapy to an old black lady, like, just know with a lot of books in her office, she's gonna probably tell you the truth. Like, listen. So that's basically what happens. So we don't get here that conversation, but it seems like, you know, what the part that I did like is the fact that these two people are each other's comfort zone and can now they can hopefully have an honest conversation. I don't know. I don't know if they're gonna fix it. I don't know. This might just be the people that they need right now at this moment why they're both kind of down. So I'm hoping that Molly gets it together and apo- first thing Molly would have to do for me is apologize or I would get back up and just get my food to go. So I don't know. That's what I'm saying. I don't know if I would have gone, but I don't know. I, I just, I literally <laughs> just went through this whole thing. I just went through this whole thing and I was petty as fuck. So right. with an actual person that oh. like that did that I was friends with that did fuck me over. And I was like, okay, we done. Like when I'm done, I'm done. And over the uh COVID um you know we're at home she like hits me up on Facebook Messenger and I'm like and you know like on Messenger if you're not friends with somebody they can send you a message but it kind of goes into this little thing so you don't really see it so I like go and I'm like what the fuck is she what are you messing so it's like this whole thing like sorry the way I ended things I should have been a better friend to you blah 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 and I'm like okay thanks the fuck you want me to do like and this and and you know and she was like i would like to be facebook friends again okay we can be facebook friends that's fine oh we should do a zoom call no i'm good i got a lot of zoom calls to do like and i do i'm like i, I don't know like I, we don't we don't we're not going to connect we're not friends i'm good i'm good to go people when you prove who you are i when someone shows you who they are like li- really believe them the first time the first time they show you so that's why i'm good i'm good but i, I went through that and I, I didn't i didn't go back i'm like we can be facebook friends and that's all we can other than that i'm good to go bye see you have a life bye. so i don't know i don't know if i showed up i don't know i don't know i feel are you paying for this dinner okay i'll be i'll meet you there <laughs> well she definitely gonna be paying i tell you that right now you get you get that black card on the table yes I think they do need to find a way to be cordial because they're still in the same friend group. Yeah. But we don't have to be friends like yeah. that anymore. And I don't know. I, I, 
based off of their costuming, I, it appears that they're going to go back to being friends. Like the whole center of this universe is Molly and Issa. So yeah. there's no way for them not to be friends. But in reality, what did you say? Cut that bitch off? Oh yeah. What'd you do? At K camp. It ain't nothing. I really don't care until Marley shows me that she don't got life fucked up anymore. I don't care what happens to that relationship. I feel like if Issa take her back this quickly, Molly would never learn. I need Molly to hit rock, dirt, bottom the the core of the earth like she need to hit seven layers down like for a for a minute she, she hit magma she, she, she hit that she hit that lava she hit that lava she need to hit that lava no for, no, and for, no and not to say and not to minute. say we don't we don't want her to suffer and be depressed no, she suffer. She, I mean, don't she, do. she needs to do a lot of self-reflection and a lot of growing but she ain't gonna do it unless she suffers so suffer she ain't gotta be depressed I mean, I don't want her out here, you know, trying to score a fix or whatever on the street corner, and then it'd be a whole different type of insecure. That's another different show. But she need to suffer for a little while. People, people too ready to accept her back now. Yeah. Keep her away, Issa, yeah. for a minute, and mm-hmm. let her just be out here in the wilderness. Yeah, let her simmer. She needs to see the error of her ways. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So then we, you know... Fade to Black, uh, that's it for the season. That's a wrap for season four. Um, and I, another thing that I really appreciate about this episode, um, they had a really beautiful scene where it was uh, like a, an above uh, shot from above, and it was Nipsey's um, portrait done on a basketball the court. Yeah, yeah that was really Kobe beautiful. and Gigi and... Yeah, um, they were all there. It was really beautiful. It was, in, and the music. To me, the music this episode was just, it was on a whole nother level. Like for re- it really, really like it slapped. It really did slap this uh, this episode. I, everything was perfect, 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 perfect. Um, so yeah, until I don't know, I don't know when they're gonna start filming again. You know, now that COVID has kind of knocked everything off, so we don't know if we're gonna get season five. We don't know if we're gonna get a lot of, a lot of others next season. Twenty. They were joking. They were joking that uh, talk about will season just season five just be a Zoom call or be animated, insecure <laughs> animated version. Yeah, do an animated. Like, I don't know. <laughs> It seems like they just started writing. So, yeah, yeah, they've been yeah, they've been writing for about a month now. Yeah, yeah. So they're probably nowhere ready to even go back into production. Yeah, I will so, say that um, when I was saying that I didn't, I couldn't recall if uh, the other finales were set up for the next season. Um, it, 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 I feel like um, I like, well, I like that there's a new point of tension. Like, it seems like going into every season, it was just kind of like, okay, Molly, Molly Lawrence, Molly Lawrence, that was the conflict that was, you know, always on the cusp of, like, boiling over or, or whatever. But um, at least there's, like, a new dynamic. Or it could be two new dynamics, like, with Condola, Condola, I'm not calling condolences, with Condola um, and the baby and maybe stuff not reconciled with Molly. Um, so at least it's it's kind of a fresh, a little bit of a fresh bit of a conflict in there and not like the same dynamic all the time. So I'm looking forward to that, I guess. I mean, I did think, I was like, well, Lawrence and Condola did meet at a baby shower. 
So it was destined for them to Ooh. be in this situation. It's they did kind of do some foreshadowing. And Issa and Condola did meet at the cemetery. So, yeah, I don't think there's any way we, we're going with that. <laughs> yeah, Condola oh, had that uh, event, like watching the movies uh-huh. in the cemetery. That's how they originally oh. met. How they met. Yeah. Yikes. Mm. So, that's a wrap for season four. Thank you, everyone who worked on the show. We we so enjoyed it and loved it. And even when we didn't like it, we still loved it. We definitely gonna tell the white people we didn't like it. So um, I loved all of it personally. We loved it. We loved all of it, even what we didn't like. We loved. we sure did. We loved it. Thank you. Just just the the representation. Like yeah, like we. This is how we speak to each other. This is how we act with each other. This is how our our families are like. It just is it's so refreshing to be able to to see yourself on on a major network like HBO and to know so much care and love and purpose has been put into it and so much good you know interesting writing all the great directors that came this season um it was just it was really great I was, I was, it was a, good, a really good season it was not my favorite season but it was definitely definitely up, uh it was up there and I liked and I liked the the mental health issues being brought up um, with uh, from the postpartum depression to the bipolar um, disorder, that's you know these are things that the black community go through as well. Like, but we we don't always feel like we can get the help we need or the support we need, or it, it's stigmatized still. So thank you so much for bringing that up. And um, people get help if you need it. Please get help if you need it. I just also yeah. want to add that we feel like we can do all things through um, Natasha Rothwell. Uh, who strengthens us because <laughs> right up. Up. I was like, he be taking us out on scripture. Wrote <laughs> and directed the fuck out of shit and is the <laughs> perfect comedic timing. She is everything on Twitter. Uh, every every morning she tweets uh, the president something every like every day, shit. like every day, every shit. day, she trash, right? Every day, <laughs> just like yes. Every- she does not miss a fucking she day. Does She's not. Like, hey, hey, at the real Donald Trump, just want to let you know you're garbage, you're trash. Right. Since before 2016, every day. I like that. I like that. She's dedication. Fred's <laughs> pullout game was trash, everything. Mm-hmm. So, it is my hope, though, that in season five, that Kelly's character will be more fully developed because they do make the plus size, well, she may not even really be plus size in real life, but. Mm-hmm. They do make that friend like the comedic relief. And I think she has so much more to offer. Like, I want to know more about Kelly's backstory. We know she has those crazy aunts, but like, yeah, and she's from Philly. But like, I want some more of her. So maybe in season five, we'll get some more Kelly character development. I hope so. I love her. I, and I end up, her level of confidence and, and just, no, she, she is, she knows herself as a character and you don't always get that. I just feel like she, when she said that uh, Gloria told her she was, how she was going to die and she was like, and it was, it was on brand. I fell out. I was like, what? I was like, what did she tell you? I I know. What what happened? I'm sure it involved crown, crown Royal in some way. (laughs) (laughs) Were you going to die in, in, uh, in, what did she call it? Where she was from? South, uh, Uh, South Central London. (laughs) <laughs> so yeah we definitely need more of her please please 
brilliant. I feel like we should have toasted the end of the series with a uh, season with some um, Prosecco and, and vodka or whiskey. Yeah. We should have done that. We should have set that up. Yeah, well, you know, we can do, for season five, we can make that our toast. All right. right. Well, um, I guess before we go, are we going to say what we're going to review next? Because I'm excited because we should have been reviewed. (laughs) I'm excited. I'm excited about what we're doing next. You going to tell them? You going to tell them? Who's going to tell them? I think AKA should tell them. Come on, AKA, tell us what's next. All right, Laurel, four layer take listeners, we are going to review next HBO's The Watchmen starring Regina King. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So expect those episodes coming uh, July 7th. All relevant with Tulsa and, and your, your president, you know, uh, AKA struggling with the water, glass of water, AKA can't walk down a ramp. AKA, there's a vaccine for AIDS that nobody else knew about. Um, yeah. Drink that chlorine Hold- to get rid of Rona. <laughs> right. Him, him holding his rally in uh, Tulsa, originally Juneteenth, but then pushing it back. So, yeah, you know what? We all felt like it was, it was past due that we give a shout out to what was a phenomenal show on HBO. And we just couldn't align our chakras, if you will, during that time <laughs> to, uh, to give it to you so I think it'll be real quick yeah I am so excited I had no idea what the Watchmen was about prior to um but I love this version I can't wait for us to talk about it I cannot wait I I watched the movie um when it was the when they first had the movie out and I didn't quite get it I don't I've never read the comics I didn't know a lot about the world but uh watching this watching the show um, it was just amazing. And the one thing that they did, they were very purposeful about making sure that there were people of color, black people in the writer's room and women, <laughs> excuse me, and women in the writer's room. And I feel like that really comes through, even though this is a uh, Lindelof show. We've, we've, reco- we've already covered Lindelof um, on this podcast, mm-hmm. um, but uh, he made sure he was very purpose- purposeful in that. And it was just phenomenal. Like the show, it's powerful. It was phenomenal. It was relevant. It was interesting. Then we had, for all of us who are those black uh, nerds and black geeks out there, we had the comic book and the superhero aspect of it. It was just, it was just wonderful. I'm excited. I love watching it. It was, even though the, I, even, I really enjoyed learning the history that I should have already known um, about uh, Tulsa and what happened with the massacre of Black Wall Street. But um, following that journey, really, really uh, made me feel more powerful as a Black woman because I'm like, okay, now it gave me more information for me to now to go find more information about it. Um, so it was just, it's, it's an amazing show. They did such a great job. I think that was- Now, me. who was Linda Lawson? Who we talk, who we talk about him? Who was Linda Lawson? Um, Linda Lawson, he, we, we did uh, True Detectives season three. Oh. Um, so that's his show as well. Oh. Mm-hmm. I was All right, Linda Lawson. I was just gonna say that I thought that that was one of the best origin hero origin stories. I'm not gonna say ever because I'm not deep into the comic <laughs> world, so I'm sure some geek boys will argue me down. But of the the comics and graphic novels that I have encountered, that was one of my favorite origin stories ever. Well, who, whose origin story? For um, uh, Sister Knight. No, no, <laughs> not Sister Knight. What? Not Sister Knight, but her grandfather. 
I didn't want to. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, good. Yeah. You don't want to say, right? Yeah, yeah, can't yeah. Say, we can't say that. We can't say that. Okay. That's so, a spoiler. But, uh, yeah, it's a great origin story. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so expect those coming from us starting in July. Yeah. Yes. Also, before we go, um, we can go ahead and do this. Uh, check out Black Coffee Company uh, that we had uh, on our show a couple episodes ago. Um, and we have our discount code that they're giving us. And you can get um, discount on merch and coffee and teas and all that. And the code for us is four layer takes, the number four. So four layer takes. <laughs> it's a 15% discount. So that's a pretty good discount. Yeah, and they have lots of dope stuff. It's a um, you know, uh, black-owned coffee with my boy Jamin, like I said, who we had on um, talking about entrepreneurship and all that. So I'm excited, and I didn't even know that the uh, one of the founders are was connected to my university. So there's Xavier Wright as well. So it's like, oh, well, Xavier, yay! Yeah, I actually think that um, yeah, they met down there maybe. Mm-hmm. Was excited. I was like, wait a minute. I, on my feed, it started to come up like all these people that I graduated with. And I'm like, they're, why are they tagging uh, XULA, XULA? And I'm like, oh my gosh, we have that, that connection. So Xavier uh, connecting there too. And I, ha- I got my, um, my tea. So I'm excited about green tea. So I was, you know, drinking that when I was trying to get my nerves right uh, for all this stuff, all this foolishness going on out here in the world. So right. And that website again is theblackcoffeecompany.com. So get your mind right. So get woke, stay woke. Cause November's coming. <laughs> Winter's coming. Right. <laughs> yes, oh, it shit. is. It is. All these white walkers, right? <laughs> Who's prepared to be Aria? All of us Stacey, better be prepared. Stacey Abr- <laughs> okay. Stacey Abrams is uh is Aria. <laughs> <laughs> ah, love it i'm ready i'm ready i'm ready to go to war let's do this yep let's do this all right guys <laughs> well until july for the watchmen bye 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 deuces take listeners we are going to begin reviewing hbo's the watchman starring regina hall regina king boy you gonna have to start over and edit this part out all right uh, regina hall and kevin hart and my team boom i'll do it again